Hello out there everyone, once again, I am back, Mr. Happy Harry Hardon, aka the Kryptonolds, Ray Ramos, coming back to talk to you a little bit about things and stuff, or stuff and things, it's been more than a minute this time and I do apologize for that, work schedule is nuts, a lot of uh, family issues, stuff like that, but we'll get into that in a minute. Just letting you guys know that currently we are crowdfunding again on Kickstarter, actually Indiegogo and Kickstarter. We're doing the Cryptonal Second Chance campaign on Indiegogo, so go check that out. If you want some first edition printings of the original graphic novel of the Cryptonals, the sleeper hit that it has become, and on Kickstarter for the first time ever, we are crowdfunding as well. We are doing very well on Kickstarter. We're about, I would I would think about seven days into it or five days into it. I'm not exactly sure. I got to check. Kickstarter has a lot of other surprises. So if you guys are interested in something new, go check it out on Kickstarter. I will link all that stuff in the description for this particular Substack. Yeah, on Kickstarter, we got a glow-in-the-dark cover. Ooh, for the first time ever, glow-in-the-dark cover. Also have some other goodies in store. Um, the one that I'm really, really interested in is the ash can that we have. It's a preview ash can of Dark Light. Dark Light is very near and dear to me. It is something that is slowly becoming um, the reality. I'm sitting here in the parking lot waiting for work so I could uh, talk to you guys. And this raven decided to land on top of the truck. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but his little feet are pitter-pattering up up above the truck. So, that's a sign. That's, um... He's pecking. He's pecking on top of the truck. Well then, that's the way to start this substack. Yeah. I don't know if you guys could hear that or not, but uh, something's trying to tell me someone. Interesting. You can see his little shadow right now. He's just pecking away at the top of the truck, grooming himself and hanging out. And I'm pretty sure that right now when I open the door, he's going to skedaddle. Either that or he's going to look at me. There he goes. All right. Well, have a good one, bro. Have a good day. But, um, yeah. So, let's get into it. Let's get into this... uh, this substack and that's the thing man like uh, symbolism symbolism is something that is very sacred to me i guess you could say because um throughout my life there's always been certain things that happen or certain uh, i don't know events that occur that are filled with symbolism most would take uh, symbolism for granted or chalk it up to coincidence or something like that but in this waking world, we have gotten to the point now where we no longer look around. We don't look at our surroundings. We don't notice certain things that happen. And they say that history is cyclic and that it goes around and around and it keeps repeating itself in a loop. And if you stop and notice, you will see, you will start picking up on these tiny little nuances, these symbols. For example, the raven that I just uh, noticed is something that has followed me throughout my life. It's always been there. Um, I've spoken to other uh, people that are very spiritual, and um, they've all agreed that that is my totem animal. The raven is a very particular bird. Crows, ravens, they all have memory. They all remember stuff. And uh, 
I swear that I think this guy probably followed me from uh, my home. If you mess with them, they will remember you. They, um, they have a very long memory. They are very observant to details. They say that if you make a raven or a crow your friend, that they will follow you throughout your life, always keeping an eye on you, always trying to help you and assist you. But if you make an enemy out of a raven and um, they know, they know who you are, they will follow you, they will haunt you, they will always be there as a harbinger of doom for your entirety until the day that you pass and they themselves will guide your soul to Hades. That's a pretty heavy um, idea, you know, a prospect to <laughs> look forward to, I guess. Just don't piss off any ravens. And in, in my other substacks, I have talked about the raven and how that is a big symbol. And I think that uh, when that one particular event happened in my life where I was, um, I don't know, bound to that, that creature... Yeah, it uh, it set the tone, it set the pace for what would transpire throughout my life up until this point. It seems everyone, every once in a while, um, the world tries to remind you of where your place is or what your place is in it. We choose to look the other way and not observe our surroundings, like I was saying, and um, that's when misfortune happens. That's when stuff happens that we can't explain, that we curse the sky and we're like, why is this happening to me right now? Like I said, everything is cyclic. Everything goes around and around and revolves. So things that you've done in the past repeat themselves again in your present. There's no way around it. There's no way to fight it or anything like that. It's just um, to come to acceptance, to come to terms with it, to realize that no matter how much you try and hide from it in the waking world, how much you try to cover it up or blanket it up with mundane Things like, oh my God, I need gas in the car, or oh my God, the kids need clothes. You know, all those things are important, but ultimately, whatever is spiritual to you, whatever you believe in, will shine through, will come through the cracks. And when that happens, if you don't realize what's happening, then you're left in the dark and you're left questioning God, so to speak. You know, you're left questioning everything that you believe in. A person's belief systems are very, very strong, very important to them in their lives, but we choose to cover it up, like I said before. We choose to ignore the symbols, we choose to ignore the signs, because it's easier to live in this world without realizing that there's something else out there, that there is something else waiting for us or trying to lead us in a certain direction when we'd rather just uh, be part of the herd, be part of the crowd. I think that's why I've always had a problem with organized religion. Um, you know, might might be a little bit of a touchy subject, but in in essence, what I've always believed is that whatever you have in your life will be settled up with your creator at the end of it. No one else, no one else will interfere. No other man-made rules will interfere. It's just you and your creator and your life. And uh, you either settle the debt or you, um, I don't know, get credit on it or something, whatever you want to call it. We go through our lives thinking that um, no matter how much good we do, we will be judged, or how much bad we do, we will be judged. But ultimately, you are your own judge. If you can wake up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror and be okay with yourself, with the things that you've done, with the choices you've made, um, then you are your own judge. And uh, that's the way you decide to live your life. 
we are worst own worst critics. I've always believed in the idea that it is easier to do bad than to do good. It's easier to fall into um, desires, to fall into your own selfishness than it is to actually go out of your way to do something good. It's a conscious effort, and that uh, that's kind of scary. Because in essence, what are we really? If we are so easy to fall into bad habits, to do the things that are more beneficial to ourselves, if we actually have to think about doing the right thing, shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't it be easier for us to just do the right thing all the time and convince ourselves to do something bad? Wouldn't the world be a lot better place if um, that were the natural which brings me back to the whole point of uh, symbolism and the fact that we usually attach certain ideas to certain symbols, to certain um, stuff that we see, I guess you could say. Um, for example, if someone looks at the color red, it's not just the color red anymore. It actually symbolizes something to us. Fire, passion, desire love even and um in essence symbolism is that idea you know that other things represent or rather that things represent other things and we look at something and immediately we can uh, attribute it to something else in the in the waking world i come from the um idea um and in writing i guess that's what it is in the, the idea in, in writing that symbolism is something bigger than it is. When I was very young, I was fascinated by romantic poets such as Verlaine and Rimbaud. Um, their use of symbolism in poetry is something that was very attractive to me because that's the style of writing that um, you know that I am attracted to. What we may take as mundane has a deeper meaning, and that is very beautiful to me. Because we can find beauty in anything. We can find some sort of emotional um, attachment or an emotional um, trigger in things that we see every day. One of the most beautiful poems that uh, has ever been written was uh, by Arthur Rimbaud, um, The Season in Hell. I, one night uh, I sat beauty down on my lap and I found her galling, and I roughed her up. I armed myself against justice. I ran away. Oh, witches, oh, misery, oh, hatred. My treasure's been turned over to you. I managed to make every trace of human hope vanish from my mind. I pounced on every joy like a ferocious animal, eager to strangle it. I called for executioners so that while dying I could bite the butts off their rifles. I called for plagues to choke me with sand, with blood. Bad luck was my god. I stretched out in the muck. I dried myself in the air of crime, and I played tricks on insanity. All that right there, that is all symbolism. That is all beauty captured, but at the same time revulsion with the world, the way that... I don't know, how could you explain it? The way that Rilke explained it. I think that's one of the best explanations of beauty and horror. Beauty and true horror. Um, for beauty is nothing but the beginning of terror. 
which we are barely able to endure, and it amazes us so, because it serenely disdains to destroy us. Every angel is terrible. That's uh, what Rilke said about beauty. And once again, the symbolism, the, the meaning underneath, what lies underneath. And that's what, uh, I mean, if you look at that, that quote, and you realize that what he's really talking about is perfection and how horrible it is, how terrifying it is, because once you achieve it, you are basically staring into the face of God. And that it's in itself is just horrifying, man. It's freaking, it's fear made fact. It's very rare that we can um, see what uh, what these poets really, really were trying to say. I mean, to me, it says so many things, but like I said, poetry is, I've said before, poetry is, um, is subjective. You take away what you see in it, what you find in it. And going back to the symbolism aspect of it, I think that's why I've always been drawn to it because we can say so much by saying so little when you write a poem and um, just, you know, beginning your day and looking around like, like I've been talking about, like all these symbols come at us, all these symbols come out of nowhere and they remind us of our place in the world and the things that we've chosen and the path that we're on and it's, it's, it's horrifying. It's terrifying because, well, if we start taking into account the things that we see and the things that we feel and we actually act out on these emotions and these feelings, then what's left? What's left but true beauty? And with that said, everyone, I want to thank you so much once again for tuning in. I'm going to keep up with these a little bit better. I do uh, apologize for not updating as soon as possible. It took me like three days to do this one or to finish this one, and I do apologize for that. I'm going to be more on the ball about it. Remember, the Cryptonals is funding on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Go to Kickstarter. we got some really cool things going on over there that you will not find Indiegogo. Indiegogo is nothing but first printings, which are, you know, fantastic as they are but if you want the new stuff or the newer stuff we have a, a glow-in-the-dark cover on uh, in on uh, kickstarter we also have a supplemental that we're going to uh, give out if we reach our our our, our uh, goal uh, one of the goals that we have, and it's called Dark Light, and Dark Light is really, really, really fun and fucked up. That's the only way I can put it. Because um, everyone was asking about the Kryptonals. Those people that have read the Kryptonals, they're like, well, where are the humans during all this? Well, Dark Light takes, um, takes place in that. Uh, it's, it's running parallel with the Kryptonals. Stuff that's going on in the Kryptonals affects Dark Light and stuff like that. But this is like a little preview of that book that's going to come out later on next year. And uh, also a, a little of a treat for for those that wanted more cryptonodes, um, in the Dark Light book, there's going to be little epilogues for each character, and we get to see where they ended up after the book finished. You know, some alive, some dead. I'm not going to give away who or who or what, but if you want to check it out, it is going to be in the Dark Light book. So please spread the word about the cryptonodes. Get on your social medias. Please this fund this book. We want to make it to that uh, that goal so that we can produce this book and get it out there to all of you guys as soon as possible. Creepy season is coming up. Spooky season. Halloween is right around the corner in a few days. So get ready for that because we're going to be doing a lot more stuff as far as the cryptonals and as far as my uh, hard takes are concerned. So get ready for that. Once again, I 
am so grateful for you guys for being able to uh, or for being able to listen to me and for making me able to produce stuff that you guys want to hear I do appreciate it so so very much you have no idea what it does to my creativity to know that I'm doing something that entertains people and also informs them so thank you so much for that and with that I will let you go follow me on all social medias Cryptid Talk Facebook Instagram Twitters and of course here on Substack, and uh, we will be back very, very soon. Very, very soon. So keep your head up and all that other good stuff. Stay hard, talk hard, and of course, Mexelcio. Talk to you soon.